0: Welcome to another Off The Circle. On this week's Off The Circle, we have Susan Marshall, CEO and founder of Torchlight.
1: This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr.
0: Hey, welcome out back everybody. Uh, Wow, another guest in-house. This yeah. is awesome. Uh, Ryan Grimes is with us, of course, from IIT Indy. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah, and uh, and Susan, hi. Hello. Uh, I haven't talked to you in a Ages, year. Ages,
1: I know. Too it's,
0: long. It's probably my fault. I've been over to your place a couple times. So. You have, Yeah,
1: and you're welcome anytime.
0: Awesome. Yes. Uh, Susan's got an incredible company, Torchlight, over on Mass Avenue, Uh, if you're in Indianapolis, in a beautiful, beautiful Mm -hmm. building. Yeah. Now, it's probably fully renovated now, right? Fully renovated.
1: They built a whole new building next door. They put Hedgerow in there. So we have a great restaurant by Kimball Musk, Elon Musk's brother, which is super good. Wow. come visit for the food and come visit us. Yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) Sounds
0: like a good good time to have (laughs) Wow. Lots of bars. Yeah, and is Industrious over there
1: too? Yep, they have the... I guess they have the whole building right next door. Gershman's are at the top. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's almost full. They're filling up pretty quickly so co-working. over there. And mm-hmm. it's
0: a, I think a high end co working. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Great bathrooms with all yeah. the amenities and soaps and Mass stuff. Avenue is changing big I know, time. I know. So
0: so so way back, take me way back ten years ago in Indianapolis, fifteen years ago? Fifteen more than fifteen years ago, I was I worked at the star.
1: Was it down there? Well, was the, it...
0: the front page was all the way at the end of oh, Mass. Yeah. And that was my old, my old stomping ground was we would yeah. get mad at our work at the Star, cross the street to the front page, have a beer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that sounds great. No. But Mass
0: Avenue, uh, for people that are out of town listening, is just, uh, I, I'd say probably the most cultural kind of mm-hmm. piece of downtown indianapolis
1: i think so yeah really
0: diverse as yeah. far as restaurants businesses mm-hmm. everything
1: we have some great murals yeah up on the walls
0: and now bottle works is uh-huh. gonna go in at the end of the street yep. which is yeah i i absolutely am so glad that they're gonna use the existing coca-cola plant mm-hmm. you know designs and everything that place is incredible yeah so.
1: yeah it's hopping so i leave at five and that seems when everybody's showing up for all the restaurants yeah. and bars <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. music and fun stuff yeah <laughs> so people are just waiting <laughs> and scooters are spot. all over all the scooters oh, yeah. going they're back they're back, now, right? they're back. oh they're yeah. back again okay yeah, cool yeah. nice yeah yeah. Nice. So yeah we're happening
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> mass avenue is uh, i remember you know years ago it was broad ripple was the big mm-hmm. thing but mass avenue is really really yeah just an incredible. <laughs> I mean, you can walk a block and there's, you know, a doggy bakery. You walk another block. What is it? There's a meatball place over uh-huh. there. There's, I mean, it's yeah. great. jewelry
2: shops yeah. and a couple bars, restaurants. There's like a whole variety of food you can
0: yeah. get there. It's
1: really yeah. nice. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Public art. Comedy clubs. Comedy clubs. Hmm? Yep. <laughs>
0: So, so welcome to visit Indy, on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> know. What are we doing here? I don't know. We what are we do, you know. talking about? Well, let's uh, let's start. So, Susan, you're not a Hoosier, are no? You? I
1: am. I was born and raised here. You were, yes. I didn't know that. Yes, but okay. I got married young. 22 uh-huh. and moved out to California and started working in tech. Okay. So I was out there most of my adult life working in Adobe and Apple and... Right. Um, mostly in product and product management and product marketing. Yeah. So I got to work on Final Cut Pro as my product. It's a video editing application. Absolutely. So that was fun trying to take over Avid, which... Was a product that you could—you'd have to go rent that to edit any of your films or videos, and that was expensive. Yeah. To um, and then so we were—we developed it for the desktop, um, Final Cut Pro, and then I was the Flash product manager. Wow. In Dreamweaver. So some, you know, sort Old of date, date, date <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. dates a me a little bit. Right I know, there. I know. Yeah. So those were cool <laughs> times. That
0: that is incredible yeah. times. Well, Final Cut Pro is now the the yeah. you know product. I don't know anybody that really uses any, avid. different.
1: Yeah. Well, back yeah. in
2: the day when you were doing it, you needed Xsan yeah. and sure. dedicated hardware. We did, and yeah, video cards, fiber controllers, yeah, all that. stuff. We yeah. had a couple of clients here using it that we had a full gear setup, and they don't use any of that stuff anymore. It's
0: all yeah. desktop based. Yeah. Yeah. But how cool is it, you know, uh, uh, your experience at Apple, Apple. And, mm-hmm. and Adobe?
1: Yeah, it was really, really great. And um, I learned a ton. And um, I thought I would just come back to Indianapolis and do family stuff for a while and then go back in order to work in technology. But then I found Exact Target. Yeah. And um, that's when I started learning, obviously, about marketing technology and a SaaS model, you yeah. know, because we hadn't sold software that way before. I mean, right. when I started, we were still burning disks, you know, and putting <laughs> right, yeah. them in boxes and right. shipping them off. So um, I've seen quite an evolution in how people build, buy, and sell software.
0: That's incredible. Um, well, Indianapolis is lucky to have you back oh, with thanks. that kind of experience. That's that's absolutely incredible. And, um, and Torchlight, uh, for people, I'll try to explain it. Okay, How's okay so i think the 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 working market now is almost every company has subcontractors freelancers that are that are doing stuff for them but it's it gets difficult because you don't have a central repository basically to communicate with them track them everything else and so that's right that's torchlight you got it yeah Yeah.
1: so i started torchlight because i was at exact target and salesforce had acquired us and um i spent a lot of time on the road talking to marketers and they would say hey, Susan, we bought um, Email Studio, Journey Builder, one of these great products, but we can't find the people to help us get the work done. So as we know, marketing has gotten so technical, and it's kind of hard to find those resources. And um, so I figured let's build a platform that would enable them to not only find these resources, but more easily manage them along with their other freelancers. So that's what we've built. We've built a network of highly technical digital marketers and then a platform for accessing and managing them
0: and and finding them too and finding right? them yeah. yes yeah. yeah so the good thing is like in that case you could put journey builder yeah and and then get a list of freelancers that are basically specialized with that yep that's yep. incredible yeah how many how many freelancers are you up to now
1: we have over 300 freelancers wow. <laughs> um we've started to specialize though in the ones that um, are really difficult to find. They're technical architects um, who are certified, multiple certifications on Marketing Cloud, um, folks who know SQL and AMP Script and who can stand up um, Marketing Cloud. We are also getting more requests for um, Adobe's Marketing Cloud. Yeah. Um, but then alongside that, um, they need people that can um, optimize the campaigns ongoing. So um, do a lot of multivariate and A/B testing and those kinds of things. So oh, that's awesome!
0: Wow! And <laughs> ha- how how many years now? Torchlight?
1: Oh, three years now! Congratulations! Thanks! Woo-hoo. Holy cow! Yeah, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we're doing great, and um, the platform has advanced quite a bit. We have gone through a few few iterations and. Realize the value in our platform is not only finding and accessing them, but because more and more businesses and large enterprises rely so much on independent contractors, they don't have a good way to centralize all of those right. people and uh, you know consolidate payment and track capacity and all that kind of thing. So. Yeah. That, you know, we, we're we seeing that more and more companies realize that in order to really compete and digitally transform their businesses, they have to have these flexible resources. But managing them, they have them in like, Google spreadsheets, yeah. and they have them all over the place. And, you know, paying <laughs> them is a pain, and the freelancers don't get paid on time, and right. then so they go away. And so so they need a place to centralize all that.
0: Well, and I was, I was at a large – <laughs> I don't even think I can say the industry. I was at a very large company in town – uh, just yesterday and they were talking about how one of their biggest problems is, is that they're so spread out through international that they have tools and people that are specialized that work on their equipment uh, or on, on their marketing platforms um, but these people over here don't even know that they have the resources uh, and go hire another agency right. and go hire and then they don't hear about it for months. <laughs> and then they start looking at the marketing budget and they're like, "Wait, what, what is this money for?" Oh yeah. And so they have, you know, they might have 10 different divisions hiring 10 different people that know, are doing, know, the, doing, same things, thing doing or, the same thing. Doing the same thing. And so yeah. by centralizing that, that's the other advantage for a company mm-hmm. right is now I can see where my money is being spent and what exactly. initiatives. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And just think of so I used to be, you know, an internal stakeholder who relied on the internal agency in order to get work done at Apple. So I worked on Final Cut Pro, so yeah. we weren't selling the hardware or the OS, so we didn't have as much of the budget or as many accesses to resource. But I still had to market my product and go to events and stuff. And um, if I could have just gone to a product and searched and said, What freelancers has Apple approved for me to work on? Because all of the internal resources are already tied up. That would have helped me quite a bit. So this is a way of extending a marketing team to help the rest of the organization. Absolutely. Just
2: so you you know, um, they're just starting to do something like that now. Yeah, without sourcing, they're with the through their consultants network. It's taken them 15, yeah. 20 years, <laughs> yeah. but
1: they're starting it. We're yeah.
2: seeing the results of it, or we're seeing the the footsteps leading to the results. Right,
1: right.
0: So it's maybe c- another 10 years. Right. <laughs> we'll get torchlight in there. I know. Maybe I'll use get some of my recent uh, contacts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm curious. Uh, one, uh, so you're uh, I'm just gonna say it because uh, I I always say things blatant. Um one of the few female CEOs in town in tech.
1: Yeah, right? for sure.
0: Um, is, are we changing? Are we are we moving in the right direction there? You or know, I, I, think so. okay. I think
1: so. I think so. I, you know, I have a unique perspective. Um, this is my first, you know, tech startup. So yeah. um, I felt like I could get access to capital. I had a good network of, people who believed in me and supported me. Um, And I know that there's a lot of investors out there that are looking for a great idea. So I just, I think it's up to women to learn how to make the best case for their business and put together the financial model that makes sense because boy, there's a lot of money out there and they're looking for good ideas. So it's just, you know. Uh, But I do think we're moving in the right direction, but I think it's also up to us as women to put ourselves out there more and right. make sure that we are telling the story that investors are looking to hear.
0: It's, it's funny you say that because I was just talking to somebody on the podcast or we were doing a pre-show uh, where we were discussing what we were gonna be on the podcast. And um, and it's a lady who, uh, she consults startups out in California. And um, and I was asking her about, you know, what's, what's the environment like? And we were laughing because the environment is literally, uh, so I'm on the podcast side. I would say 90% of the requests that I get to be on the podcast on MarTech are males. And only 10% females. Really? Whereas if you reverse that and say, okay, in my history working in marketing, what Ninety percent women. I mean, uh, almost every boss that I had was yeah. female, and and almost every leader that I worked for or with was female, and it's very bizarre to me that a woman-dominated industry doesn't have women-dominated publicity. Yeah,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, um,
0: yeah. And and so I, I, I'm still scratching my head. I don't. I don't understand why that is. It's probably just because men are jerks and we're trying to get this <laughs> <don't> spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> but it is—it is bizarre.
1: Well, that women aren't typically—I don't know—you don't—not as self-promoting. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't I want don't, to make any. Ge- I don't know.
0: I don't. I don't know what it is. I. 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 It's just so I try to change it. You know, so every time I see a. A female name getting pitched to me, I'm like, "Sure, oh wow, look at that well, history! You. <laughs> yes, you know, come on, you yeah. know." And then the guys, I'm just like, ah, forget oh, yeah, forget it, you know." Of you. But but uh, but and and I I feel like in in Indianapolis though, I, I feel like we're still struggling, probably not on purpose, but it started as a male dominated city here, software artistry yeah. made to manage, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Exact Target was all men, you yeah. know, started that. And so uh, I think it's just going to take up a, a genuine effort, you know, to say, geez, let's, how are we going to even this up here? Yeah. You know, so, yeah. um, so it was refreshing, obviously when you, when you launched Torchlight, it was like, oh, thank God, yeah. you know? <laughs> and Jenny Vance, of course, is a good, sure. you know, female entrepreneur. She's great. Haley uh, Doxley. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Haley Doxley. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, uh, and then, um, Danielle McDowell, yep. you know, so. Um, I just want to see, I just want to see, because I think even with my own business, Jen, Jen Leesack was my partner for, you know, geez, five years, six years, it just made the business run so much better having that, Mm -hmm. you know, that yin and yang, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think you need that from a city standpoint too, Mm -hmm. you know? I I agree. I think
1: diversity is, is really important across uh, all different areas, not just male, female, but yeah. because your audience, you know, who you're selling to and your customers are, are more diverse too. So I right. think it gives you a better perspective and what your customers want yeah. when your organization is more diverse, Absolutely. it's better for the well, business.
2: Uh, my family's from up in the Chicago area and we'll go hang out with my in-laws and we'll go somewhere and we'll hear five or six different languages being spoken at the same grocery store. I mean, it's, people in Indianapolis don't really stand diversity at that level. Yeah. Uh, we're getting there. It's yeah. you know it's a slow process. You know you and I were joking at uh, whatever the awards thing we were at. Like
0: <laughs> every time I joke there, <laughs>
2: <laughs> the diversity was you know just men and women, and it was you know the same. Yeah. You know there was not a whole lot of uh, ethnic diversity in that audience. Yeah, and it's like okay, that's not Indianapolis. We know it's not Indianapolis. Like that's there's, right. We have
0: one of the one of the top Midwest Hispanic populations. Yeah. Um, of course, yeah. African American Burmese, like the yeah. highest yeah, Burmese, Burmese population
2: yeah. outside of Burma, is in yeah. Indiana. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Nobody knows but that. But
0: they're pockets. Yeah. Right? You know right. they don't nobody talks to each other. So. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, 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 there's
2: so much here that we're not seeing. I mean, mm-hmm. we see the same things over and over again. But that's not. Those are the people that are grabbing the headlines. Not necessarily the people that are doing all the stuff
0: yeah yeah all right so we started out with how great indie was well no it's not no, dumping on it it's
2: just that there's more yeah. there that people
0: aren't noticing yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i think and it's, it's changing a, it's our responsibility to change that's that why we're all, doing right? this podcast yeah exactly yeah <laughs> like i cheered when jen started her own business yeah like, absolutely <laughs> yes. Yes. yes very cool that's
2: so fantastic. okay bringing back to, to uh torchlight how is i mean subcontractors are sometimes we we have a, a fair amount of subs ourselves how are they? How are you mm-hmm. grabbing the fish that's swimming around, or you know, yeah. in, in the stream? You know, sometimes they're harder to pin down than employees, which mm-hmm. is you know the trade-off.
1: Well, I think it's really important to set expectations up front clearly. So, um, just like any good manager, setting mm-hmm. goals and timelines and expectations—both what you want from the freelancer, but what they should expect from you—I mm-hmm. think that's really important on the onset. Um, clearly. We believe having a platform or a technology for managing that engagement is yeah. also important mm-hmm. because you have freelancers oftentimes in different time zones mm-hmm. and they're you know, they're not physically with you and um, part of working with the freelancers is, is that they get to work on their own time and their own equipment and everything and so you need a place for them to uh check in and you yeah. know check work mm-hmm. and so i think having a platform is important um communication asset
0: library project you know description all of that stuff is is really
1: really critical um and then we we actually see um, teams coming together in order to complete campaigns where we'll have a freelancer in new york who's doing the writing and then we have somebody who's actually um you know maybe doing the development in florida yeah and so we need a, a workspace within our platform for them to collaborate too in order to get the work done. That's so. awesome. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, it is. It's, it's neat. It's,
0: it's, it's you know, it's funny because I I have different clients and different platforms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, so oh, yeah. I'm I'm working in on one platform, and then they want me to work in another platform, and then that yeah. person wants me to work in another platform, right? And I'm just like cussing these platforms all day because they're yep. all different. Yes, and you so know? ours
1: is we're taking a um, an integration strategy. Nice. So just assuming people freelancers already have the project management application they want to yeah. use, whether it's Asana or Trello or Workfront or Rike or name yeah. one of millions, um, and then they also may have a different application for time tracking. So nice. an integration with Harvest or Timely.
0: Nice. So And
1: really w- our platform is where you go and, <clears throat> and where a freelancer creates a profile and where you can search and access those people and then manage that yeah. engagement. But then the actual project is managed in their project management tool, time tracking and so on. Nice. So.
0: And then uh, from the torchlight side, so are, are you pure software? Or software, and is there any? Is there a service layer that Torso we are we are software
1: well? platform for managing the engagement, but then we also have services. But those services aren't like an agency, so we don't have anybody who's actually executing, executing campaigns. Yeah. Our services around uh, recruiting, vetting, um, you know, sort of categorizing the the freelancers and then placing them nice. with you. So, um, you know, I'm. I'm Lily, and I, I need three Salesforce marketing Cloud experts who have worked in the pharmaceutical industry before. And yeah. so we our service is finding those people, making sure they are indeed certified, and then getting them in the platform so that the Lilly team can access nice. them really easily. Nice. So it's different. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We started off as you know selling services l- like an agency right. to figure out what the platform should be and better understand the agency yeah. world. Um, but we've long since moved away from actually any kind of services delivery. But and even if the freelancers are... Good, good for are, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. How'd, you, how'd you do that? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. None of us are agency people, so yeah. we're software people yeah. and recruiters, really. Right. You know. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah.
0: fantastic. Very cool. Uh-huh. So um, so, so then if I'm, a, if I'm a company and I need a specialty, even if it's not... Currently in Torchlight, you guys will. Go we'll go do park. that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes,
1: and then we we put a customer success manager. So if they, you know, if whatever reason, if it doesn't work out, it usually does, that we yeah. can kind of swap them out and find other people. And the other thing too, large enterprises are, you know, they have to be really careful around being compliant with mm-hmm. the 1099 workforce and not treating them like an employee. Right. So having them track that engagement in our software protects them from any kind of audit yeah <laughs>
0: no that's that's really yeah. good I, I i was working with a company not too long ago who was uh they were subcontracting their pay-per-click services and had office hours for them
1: nope Ooh. right Ooh. you can't do that yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so the
0: irs came and said okay well here's bad, three bad. years of back i know you know taxes that you owe yeah on them. yeah no question it just
1: <laughs> right yeah i mean the companies so, have to be really careful yeah you, know? you do have
0: to be really careful so we can well that's that's awesome so so uh here's the tough questions now so do you guys wind up firing subcontractors or freelancers out of your system <clears throat> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was easy <laughs> yeah yes.
1: i you know i think that i mean there's what they i read a study like over 50 percent of the workforce will be independent contractors yeah, by 2020 it. and um, you know, and more and more companies are, are using them. So there's lots of people out there who claim to be experts in different areas of marketing. Right. And so the tough part is really f- vetting them and finding the right ones. And yeah. so we, we keep detailed sort of records on performance and, uh, and, and they also uh, update their profiles and their certifications and things. But That's incredible. Yeah.
0: So you're like you're like the union leader, like the yeah. the old days <laughs> where the union boss Maybe. used to basically keep track of all the workers and make sure they were doing everything right and yeah. report that to management.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, we're also very friendly to freelancers. Yeah. We, I didn't we, we <laughs> love our freelancers. It's not a swipe left if you want to <laughs> use this person. Swipe right if you don't want to use this developer. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I didn't mean it in a negative way. I meant it <laughs> yeah.
1: Impossible. But we also want to make sure that the freelancers get paid that they deserve to get paid and oftentimes we find them uh, you
0: joke about that but I was telling someone that my greatest surprise at starting my own business was how many people just don't pay their bills right Uh, it's incredible I know yeah especially B2B sometimes people just go yeah I'm not paying that
1: Right? Wait, wait. right and if they're a big company and yeah. you're a little freelancer right. you don't have a lot of uh, we're
2: going to pay you net 90 uh, suck it up oh, that, that's, <laughs> yeah. fun. that's oh. always fun
0: too Yeah, no. <laughs> so that's that's got to be a big yeah. relief for your freelancers yeah. that they don't have to worry about that
1: so we think of ourselves as a two-sided marketplace so right. our, our freelancers are our customers as much as the, the clients are because we, we want to have the best possible freelancers in our network so we want to make sure they get paid what they deserve to get paid yeah so, and paid on time. So uh,
2: if, if a company comes to you, just out of curiosity, what's the average size of a team you put together for them? Like, what would it include?
1: It typically is, um, I call it, it's sort of a technical slash creative team. We do a lot with email and marketing automation. Mm-hmm. So there's usually a developer uh, type who's trying to figure out how do I pull data out of a CRM and get it into the email solution, email service provider. And then there's somebody who's doing the writing um somebody who's doing design so it's a combination of a it's almost like building a website when you're mm-hmm. building a yeah an a email all those different pieces mm-hmm. to yeah put together. yeah okay. so two to three people typically okay on a little team
0: and and would a company for you to go out and find those resources you have to sign you know like a minimum engagement mm-hmm. so know, that's another
1: you? benefit of being a freelancer is that we go out and we sell six to twelve month contracts nice of recurring with um, a minimum billable hours per month for, so that the freelancer is, you know, cause they're essentially taking themselves out of the market saying right. I'm going to be available to you and on demand. So they need, if, even if they don't use all those hours, there's they're not working they're available to you so they they need to be paid wow that's awesome man. yeah yeah where were you 10 years ago when i started <laughs> my business no kidding <laughs> <laughs> well it's like you need age it's like we're your agent yeah you know yeah. you know and because we work with so many different freelancers we well, know what the rates are and we know well, what you should I be was paid just gonna and say and that, right? what your rights are as yeah. a freelancer mm-hmm. yeah i
0: was just gonna say that like when you first start you don't know any of it. You don't know what to bill. You don't know mm-hmm. you know how to bill. You mm-hmm. don't know any of that stuff. So you're taking out a huge headache there. For, yeah, yeah. For and, people.
1: and a lot of freelancers really just want to hone in on their craft. I'm a really great writer. I'm a really mm-hmm. good developer. And they want to do that. They don't want to do the biz dev. They don't want to do the invoicing. They don't want to deal with tracking down, mm-hmm. payment, collections. And, collections, and payment. so we take that away. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. What's your <laughs> AR? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's incredible um lessons learned in three years of doing this like working with freelancers you know what i'm what i'm curious about is you, you know it sounds like you've got key companies you know major companies that are using your platform so that's a relief right yeah because it used to be oh we'll just hire people you know we'll do that internal and a lot of times i always tell people one of the advantages of a freelancer is that you get someone that they don't have to worry about office politics they don't have to worry about the traffic they don't have to worry about all they have to worry about is getting that job done that's right that's all they have to worry about and I'm always surprised at companies that you know are resistant you know to to outside assistance right and sometimes it's even employees yeah that are you know why are they spending money on a subcontractor gotcha. you know I could be doing that cool project yeah whatever, you know yeah um, are you seeing that that culture kind of change? I am. Awesome. I've i
1: seen that quite a bit, and um, a lot of it has to do with um, a dissatisfaction with some of these huge agencies that um, you know that charge a lot, but you're not really sure where the money is going. Yeah, um, and there are other people within the organization that don't have access to those agency resources, so finding. Freelancers that can do the same quality of work faster, that feel like an extension of your team, not like this big sort of monolithic thing that's hard to access. You know, paying for the
0: bureaucracy. Right, right. And all the overhead and all that. And And the award submissions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And freelancers, you know, they tend to. you know they have a incentive to continually hone their craft and right. get more certifications and so they're usually really up to speed on the latest digital technologies and whatever their specialty is so i That's think awesome. businesses are starting to see that um as so, well
0: uh tactically so so if you're if you're a business looking for can you just go to torchlight and look for freelancers right now or do you not yet a business, so i should talk to you you could talk to talk us, talk to
1: us now um in the next release, you'll be able to, we're going to be exposing the profiles of our freelancers. So you'll fantastic. you'll start to be able to scroll through those yeah. and find people. And if there's not somebody there that you want right now, then we can go find that person. And through.
0: if you're a freelancer specialized in a certain area, you should go there and, is there and a, sign up and mm-hmm. sign up. And then you're going to get vetted. Through. Yeah. And you're going
1: to get vetted. You'll go through our nice. our process of vetting. That's yeah.
0: fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So what what's next for Torchlight? Uh, anything coming around the corner? Yes.
1: So we have some exciting news. We'll be announcing in October. Fantastic. So stay tuned for that. Um, we have some big partnerships. We'll be announcing, and we'll be recruiting um, additional specialized experts to help support that partnership. So wow, yeah, that's good. So that's going to be good. That's good. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I, mean, I mean, I can't imagine. And you've got a great support group too, right? I do. You um, mean my my team? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I have a fantastic team. Yeah. Um, Scott mccorkle is the CEO of Salesforce Marketing and Cloud.
0: I, I got to work with Scott, so yeah. Yeah. I've, I quit on him. You did. <laughs> I don't think he took it personally. Uh, no, I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure he's he
1: like did. who? Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> he a, did.
0: He's a great guy. I saw him years. I saw him years later speaking somewhere, and I said, I always felt bad, like because once you leave a company, you just yeah. You don't kind of go back in and talk you know and i told him i said hey i want you to know yeah yeah because he was i I think the thing that i i loved working with scott was one uh he just barreled ahead you know yeah and he figured out a way to get around every problem he just didn't take no for an answer yeah and it was really working under him was uh you know it tested your limitations and, and boundaries and everything else and I, I really respected the fact that you know i, I from the day he walked into exact target yeah were
1: you there when he came in he was there before me okay yeah
0: so so you were there after i was then the the i remember the first thing he did was ordered like a million dollars worth of uh desktops and and multi-brow multi monitor for all of the developers there good like for him. but up yeah. until that day they were really frugal you know mm-hmm. they had hand-me-down systems and everything else and it was like scott walked around and was like what are we doing this yeah. is crazy. are we a product company yeah Let's this be is crazy a product for company. productivity <laughs> and he was like do we have money to do this yep okay do it yeah and that's it great. wasn't any and and he was you know i think um you know one of the people obviously was a great team over there their customer service team was incredible at mm-hmm. exact target their sales team was crazy you know um, mm-hmm. successful but scott really really was a key to pushing that place forward yeah so, yeah. yeah
1: i feel like he would be able to work with him today yeah mm-hmm.
0: good 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 guy yeah yep. great guy um anybody else yeah, lots
1: of people. Um Jeff Roars is oh, yeah. on my board. He is the CMO of Yext. Uh, yeah. they just went public and just announced a partnership with Amazon. So yeah. they're doing fantastic. We worked together at Exact Target. Yeah. He was Jeff's a, VP a great there. guy. He's great. Jeff, Jeff yeah. in
0: fact Jeff started the week I quit. Oh did we, he? Were, we were friends before that and he was like,
1: Hey, guess what? I'm coming to Exact <laughs> Target. I
0: said, <laughs> He was hey, a lawyer what? before I'm, that, I think. I'm yeah. leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like no. Oh so, shoot! Yeah. yeah, he's he's in yeah. New York
1: now. Yeah, well, yeah. he w- was in New York. Okay. Yeah, he. Um, I think he. Yeah, he is in New York. Yeah, he w- used to wa- live in Cleveland. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and then Dustin McCormick's my CTO. He was at Exact Target and Teradata. Yeah. He's great. Um, I just hired um, Jim Cutello, who he took his company public. He came from the financial services industry, and he was the CEO of, of his company. Wow! So he's running sales and operations. So I have really strong, yeah, that's an incredible strong team. group of people. Yeah, well, yeah. you're
0: running one hell of a company, and congratulations! Three years is not a uh, nothing to shake a stick at. Thank so, you. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, we we got to almost three million in revenue and. Less than two years, wow. so we were, we grew real fast. Congratulations!
2: Yeah, wow, that's awesome.
1: We Used that capital to really build out the platform and network, and, yep. and that's where we are today. So it's good it's deal. good.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for joining the show. Yeah. And, uh, in the show notes for everybody listening, in the show notes we'll have links to Torchlight, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, where you can get a hold of. So if you're a business, obviously, you know, get a hold of Torchlight. Um, probably call or email via the. That's a place If
1: they go to torchlight. com, there are lots of ways to get okay. in contact mm-hmm. with us. Yeah. yeah. And
0: then, uh, and then, if you're a freelancer, there's a submission process. Yep. Right there so.
1: Yeah, and if we'd love to hear from you, if you're a great yeah. freelancer and you have a few extra hours per week. To and then,
0: uh, and then, maybe we can schedule a show in October to hear about this. I big would news love coming. it. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. Yes. Let's do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, On the absolutely. show. I appreciate it. Uh,
0: well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, if you get a chance, rate and review us online. It always helps with us uh, uh, showing up in the search results when people are looking for resources. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. The MarTech Interviews Podcast is recorded at DK New Media's state-of-the-art podcast studio at the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.